Welcome to episode 44 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted craft beer cities across the U.S. I'm your host, Brian, and this week we featured Zipline Brewery as we said goodbye to Omaha, Nebraska. Laura and I were joined by Zipline taproom manager Megan Munyon as we sipped on Zipline's Copper Alt and Dang IPA. That's Dang with three A's. Now let's go! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of Bruise Less Traveled, and sadly, the final episode featuring the wonderful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Glad to have Laura back for another episode. How's it going, Laura? Hello, and hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yes, I'm really excited to be here. I just had my birthday on Monday, so I'm like celebrating my birthday week. And so this is kind of like a little high note to the end of that celebration for myself. So yeah, happy to be here. (laughs) You're a big birthday week person? (laughs) Usually not, but I I did it this year. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You sound like you have had a wonderful week. I myself have had an adventures week. I have discovered that there is some kind of large animal living in the ceiling above my office here, and I haven't figured out what it is. Raccoon or cat, I think, Uh, but my neighbors also have a large box trap on their roof, so I think it's somewhat related, and we need to get together and uh, uh, align our uh, attacks and approach to dealing with this large rodent problem. Yeah, I'm I'm not jealous of you on that one at all. As long as I just really hope it's not like a possum or something. I think that would be the scariest thing to find in your ceiling. Like, no, thank you. Hopefully, yeah, it's just a little kitty or even a squirrel. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't really want it, but, you know. It, the thing is, it sounds way too big to be a squirrel. Like, I, you could hear it, like, moving around up there. Kind of sounds like the cats when they're playing. So, fingers crossed. Welcome back, everybody. Shout out to all of our wonderful subscribers that are joining us again. Throw it up in the chat. What do you think is in my attic? Do you think it's a possum? Do you think it's a raccoon? Do you think it's a skunk? A cat? A random animal? Throw it in the chat. And we are going to have a really fun evening tonight. I'm I'm excited to go into the into the chat in a second, but I want to let you guys know uh, who we're going to be featuring. So today we're going to be featuring Zipline Brewing Company. We're going to have two beers: the Copper Alt, that's a German alt beer, and then the Dang IPA. Yes, it has three A's. You have to say it that way; it's mandatory. Um, and later on this evening, we're actually going to bring on the taproom manager at Zipline, Megan Munyon. So. So we will bring her in in a little bit, but I think that's enough for the housekeeping. Let's get into our first beer. Let's do it. Also got this awesome sticker uh, this month from Zipline included in the box. It says, dang, <laughs> did I pronounce it with three A's or four A's? <laughs> that might've been four. I don't know. Uh, but um, yeah, we're actually going to start with the, the copper alt beer. So if you guys want to crack that open with us, here we go. Ooh, there we go. I am excited for tonight. Excited for this style, as 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 Laura mentioned, uh, this is a what they call a, a German alt beer. That is the style of this beer, and one of the things we always talk about on our tours and our experiences at our organization is this idea of how many beer styles, how many how many types of beer are there in the world? Excuse me, and uh, it comes down to there's just being two types of beer. Everything is either an ale or a lager. And there's some debate about that. Some people say wild ales are some other thing. And there's some people say vice yeast should be some other thing and so on and so forth. But there's one thing that most people agree on in that 
kind of gray area uh, between the two types of beer, and that is these hybrid styles. A lot of people know Kolsch's or like a uh, American Steam beer, a uh, California Common beer, uh, but an alt beer is another one of these kind of hybrid styles that is maybe underappreciated. You definitely don't see it on menus as much as you see a Kolsch. Exactly. And yeah, I'm not too familiar with alt beers, but first impressions, I am impressed. I am really liking this. It has, well, it's known for having a subtleness of like a little bit of a chocolate and a hazelnut taste to it. And I can definitely feel that. I definitely feel that in the taste. Yeah. Um, Zipline's description of their culprit alt mm -hmm. reads, a hybrid style between an ale and a lager. This bronze-hued brew goes down easy with subtle nuances of chocolate and hazelnut, as Laura reference there uh this beer won a gold medal in 2015 at the great american beer festival a uh common topic on this show we're big fans of that festival and it's just a testament to this beer and and, and how good of a dedication to that traditional style this is Definitely. And in our chat, we're getting some good reviews of this beer as well. Kit Kat says, I could drink a few. I'm I'm on that boat as well. <laughs> yeah, clocking in at 5.2% ABV. This is definitely a beer you could have more than a few of. We always talk about, we always seem to talk about the weather and then just tie to whether <laughs> we want to drink the beer to the weather. But it was somehow like almost 70 degrees here where I live in Pittsburgh. This is a beer I would crush all day. Like it's, it's pretty you know, it's on the darker side, dark brown, uh, but this is definitely a beer I could crush all day in nice weather. It has this thirst-quenching finish to it, these nice subtle hints of uh, chocolate and hazelnut and those darker flavors, but the body is, is light, it's smooth. This is a great beer. Loving this. And yeah, same over here. It's been weirdly warm. It was like freezing earlier this week. And then it was yes. really nice today. And so me and my fiance, we took out our Harley and we went for a motorcycle ride before we came back to do this event. And the whole time I was on the motorcycle, I was like, I'm waiting for that alt beer. I know it's going to be nice and refreshing, the perfect thing for after a bike ride. So you, you two seem, that seems to be a common, common theme that you, you and your husband go out, take a bike ride right before is that is that how you clear your head for the show is that your <laughs> is that your prep for the show is that your process well anytime we have time to go on the bike we're on the bike anytime it's nice weather anytime we're both off work it's it's like yep we're gonna be on the motorcycle driving around and it was so windy i felt like we were leaning the whole time we were driving today because the wind was so forceful and this is southern indiana there's a lot of flatland and so it was just like wind knocking us all over. Oh, it was it was hilarious, but super fun time. I think it's probably just about time to bring on our guest. What do you think, Brian? That sounds like a wonderful idea. All right, everybody. So please join us in welcoming the taproom manager at Zipline Brewing, Megan Munyan. How you doing today, Megan? Good. How are you? Hi, Megan. Hi. <laughs> hey, so excited to have you. And you're repping your shirt for those Dang. of you who are here yet. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> With the three A's. I love it. Yes. We're definitely going to have to talk about, about the name of that beer in just a little bit. But before we jump into that, first of all, let's start with the name of your brewery. Where does the name Zipline come from? So... The name was hotly, hotly debated, obviously. I mean, it's the name, right? I mean, that's so important. Um, and trying to 
name it something that um, wasn't necessarily like Nebraska based, right? Because the goal was to distribute out of Nebraska. Um, you know, obviously we're from Nebraska, but wanting to get out of there a little bit distribution wise. One of the owners, James, um, his son decided to take a little ride on an unfinished zip line that James built in their backyard. No matter what his old man told him, uh, he, he decided to do that. He fell off of the zip line and broke his collarbone. Oh Hence, beer is our adventure. Uh, the zip line, you know, um, when we started, it was definitely kind of this unknown. Um, you know, we've been around for, it'll be 10 years in November. Um, and back then, especially around here, you know, we're one of the oldest ones in Nebraska. Um, so it was like this, what are you, are you crazy? Like you're going to start a brewery. Um, and so <laughs> it's been an adventure and here we are almost 10 years later. Um, also one thing I love, um, someone actually told me this when they were training me, when I started, uh, we were rolling out the welcome mat, the zip line brewing mat that you walk in on, you know, the zip line in the logo comes down between, you know, it is the eye of the zip line. And if you turn it, L-N-E, Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, isn't that clever? Oh, oh my that's goodness. That's so cool. Yes. Hi. High IQ move by yes. the folks at Zipline. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm excited to have you on because we talk to a lot of founders and brewers and behind the house folks. So I'm, I'm so happy to have a front of the house person on um, because I got the chance to visit the Omaha Tap Room when I was in Omaha last month. Uh, it had a great vibe. It had a bookshelf with some like really good book titles on it. It had pinball machines. It had this huge ceiling which gave this like epic feeling to the tap room. Can you talk about the efforts at Zipline that go into creating these spaces that um, are going to be so tied to the experience that people have with visiting you? For sure. So um, the downtown Zipline location um, is kind of meant to be kind of a fast service vibe um, because there are so many concert venues, movie theaters, restaurant, you know, things around there. Um, you want to be able to kind of get in and get out before you spend the rest of your night watching a show. Um, there's actually a music venue like right next door to that called The Slowdown. Yeah. As far as the libraries go, we actually have a pub library in every single location with all different titles. And we have fancy little library cards where you can, you can get a library card from us and we just keep a little notebook and you check in and check out books. And <clears throat> so the tap room, I'm in kind of an office area here right now, um, but this building houses our original tap room, which was opened in 2013. Um, and actually the background that you are using um, is our library space here. These are all of our old beer boards. Um, this is how we display our menu at this tap room. Um, so these are some of the old beers that we've made throughout the years and uh, kind of our library of beers in the pub library. Um, so I would say this space very closely mimics that um, location that you went to in Omaha, as far as the vibe goes, um, kind of industrial. Obviously, the brewery is here. This is the only production facility. Um, so every Zipline beer that you drink is made here. Um, so this spot is kind of the the window to the brewery um, where, you know, if you're here on, a, on an, a Friday afternoon, 
more than likely you're going to meet the people that are making your beer and packaging your beer and answering emails and questions. And then we have a, what it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we have another location in South Lincoln called beer hall. Um, and that is kind of a German beer hall style, um, spot. So really long tables, um, again, with the high ceilings, there's some custom like, uh, circle lights that are super, super pretty kind of what that space is probably known for. Um, and that's, you know, um, I would say all zipline locations have a very family friendly vibe to them. That's kind of the appeal of breweries. I think is that there is that late night kind of vibe. Um, but at the same time, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, when I'm behind the bar, I do see a lot of families coming in and we have board games and kids playing Scrabble and drinking root beer and their parents are having a couple beers, you know, so the beer lounge location in Omaha, which is West Omaha, is the newest zip line. Um, and that's similar to the beer hall vibe. It's very loungy, um, a place to just relax, have a good beer, hang out. And yeah, like meet the people that make the beer. And I think that's that's really the cool part about brewery tap rooms is you, you know who's behind the scenes, you know? Definitely. I I really like that. I'm I'm a reader and I'm a writer and so the fact that there's like a little library, I'm it's another thing that's just pulling me to go and visit. And all month I've been saying this, I'm going to make a trip. I'm going to make a trip one of these days to visit all of you guys. So exciting. All right, but let's switch gears just a little bit. So last October 2021, you guys started canning. And so yes. I would love to know what were you doing before that? What made you shift and how's all that going? How's it been? Yeah. So um, from when we started to October, we were in bottles and, you know, those worked out really well for us. As you can probably kind of tell, cans have become <laughs> much more popular than glass. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. First and foremost for us, and maybe for me, you know, specifically being kind of a beer nerd, cans will always be better for beer than bottles. Always. Basically kegs, cans, bottles. That's the order yes. in which yes. you want to package beer. Um, and obviously, you know, as much as I would love to have a kegerator in my apartment, that is not my reality. So cans. Okay, fine. Um, so yes, they are light tight, you know, we, we were in brown bottles, but even those as much light as they do block out cans are going to block out all of it, um, from a sustainability standpoint. Um, they are a six pack of cans weighs about two less pounds than a six pack of bottles. Um, which means that it is less fuel to ship those. Um, and then as far as like recycling goes, it's way more it's way easier to recycle cans than it is glass, especially here. Um, I mean, even our companies here in, in Lincoln, they don't take glass. And so you have to find, you know, I think in Omaha, they might take glass, but then it gets driven to Kansas city to actually be recycled, which is a whole nother fuel thing. And personally, I know um, when we switched to cans, the thing I was most excited for was cool. I can fit way more beer in my fridge. Yep. Um, I made it work with bottles, but now I have to spend less time playing fridge Tetris and I have more time to drink beer. That's what's Which important is fitting great. beer. <laughs> yes. I believe I heard a stat before the pandemic, so I'm sure it's even more now, but the cost to ship 
a pallet of bottles empty compared to the cost to ship a pallet of cans empty was like seven to one. It was like seven times more expensive to ship bottles than it was to ship cans. Oh, and yeah, I can't even not... imagine what it's like now. Yeah. Um, and I have something here. So actually nearly twice as many cans get successfully repurposed after recycling than bottles. So that is a huge thing. And um, on, on another note in that, you know, our bottling line was getting super old and it just kind of became one of those things for us where it was like, keep putting money into fixing this, or do we just make the switch? And we decided to make the switch. I think it's gone over extremely well um, from the retail side. I see more of our off-sale packaging like moving out the door um, because, you know, again, it's like, it's the party vessel. Um, it fits that outdoor <laughs> lifestyle. Um, you know, it even opens up doors for us when it comes to sporting events, concerts, you know, when you go to those things, there are zero glass bottles period. The pool, the lake. Yeah. So cans are just all around better. Definitely. And I, yeah, I like drinking beer. Well, I like drinking beer out of a glass, but if I had to choose between a glass bottle or a can, I'd probably still pick a can myself. Plus I love the can art. I've been putting all of the can art onto magnets. Um, that is definitely a recurring thing on this show is talking about magnets as well. <laughs> I just always bring it up. Sorry guys. Somebody, uh, Franny, when you're editing this episode, cut in the Jesse Pinkman magnets thing from Breaking <laughs> Bad. All right. Magnets! Oh! Now let's take a beer break and talk about something that I love when visiting these cities. Public art. Public art is the murals, sculptures, and art installations in public areas, like sidewalks, parks, or on the side of a building, rather than a gallery or a museum. And uh, boy, does Omaha have some great public art. The Fertile Ground mural is a perfect example. This gigantic mural depicts Omaha's history using the depth of the image as its timeline. Therefore, the oldest parts of Omaha's history can be seen in the background of the mural, while modern history is more in the foreground. At 70 feet tall and over 400 feet long, this is one of the largest murals in the entire world. When you get the opportunity to visit Omaha, I would also highly recommend checking out the Spirit of Nebraska's Wilderness and Pioneer Courage Parks, as well as the Illumina, Illumina sculpture installation. I almost said Illuminati there. there there's no Illuminati in, in, in Omaha. At least not that I saw when I was there. Boy, this got off the rails. Now let's go back to the show. Um, it's time to get into beer number two. Uh, we have the aforementioned Dang. Uh, Megan, could you tell us more about this beer? Yeah, so Dang is a double IPA. It was the first beer that Zipline made that used a cryo hop. Um, we did Ooh. not use it for bittering. It's just for dry hopping, so all aroma. The top selling beers, one through three, um, number one is Copper Alt. Uh, number two is our Green Label IPA, which is fantastic. Number three is Dang. Dang. We sell a lot of Dang. 
super, super good beer. Mm, it's, it smells amazing. As soon as I cracked yeah. it open, it was just like wafting in and then pouring it. Oh, I'm so excited to drink this beer. Yeah, and and so we can't, good. we can't avoid the name. Dang. Dang. How did that name come about? <laughs> Tell us. Um, it's dank and tangy. So dang, you just combine the two. Um, I, I like to imagine, like, I kind of make up my own, like, oh, that's how this came to be. Um, so I don't know. I just imagine like they did a test batch of it and they tried it and their first thought was dang. You're like, well, that's the name right there. They smelled Um, the aroma. Dang. That's exactly what I did actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very good. It, it it just jumps out of the glass. And I had this when I visited the tap room in Omaha and it like, as soon as I smelled it, just took me right back to my chair at the bar. It's like how memory is so tied to the sense of smell that this, this beer is like so distinguishable in its aroma for me that it like, I was immediately back in the tap room and it, it is just as enjoyable now in the can as it was on draft uh, back in February. Yes. Very much enjoying this. And we've actually got a few people making some comments in the chat. So we've got nice aroma, quite dank and tangy. Uh, Pat says, haven't been an IPA fan, but this one has more hop flavor than bitterness, which I agree to that. I really like the flavor here. And Roger has an important question. Do you happen to know what cryo hop was used? I am not 100% sure. I I know that this has mosaic and citra hops in it, which mm-hmm. for me, mosaic is hands down my favorite hop. Um, we make a mosaic IPA that's just straight up mosaic. It comes out once every year. I can't wait for it to come out again. Um, but I think that's that's why I love this beer so much is because that mosaic hop is there, uh, which is kind of the grassy. It's just, it's an old school hop. It's super good. Mm-hmm. And Kit Kat says, as a non-IPA drinker, this is pretty dang good. Good play on words there, Kit Kat. Very punny. I love it. <laughs> It's it's good we're closing out uh, our Nebraska month with our corniest episode yet. Yeah. Oh, it was going to be inevitable. Yeah. I'm here, so I'm a corny <laughs> person in general. <laughs> all right. So we know that Zipline is all about community. I mean, you definitely touched on it when you were talking about the different types of tap rooms and community we have. And just like overall zipline is passionate about their place in the community as well so what projects are in the works have anything in the works megan um so as far as stuff in the works i mean we're constantly working with different nonprofits donating money to things that mean a lot to us we're about to do a fundraiser uh, for parkinson's here in a couple weeks donating like a portion of our sales um kegs for the cure will come out here and do an event we're all about really supporting the people that are in our community drinking our beer that have made us like what we are today. Right. In terms of like, I guess, non-fundraising community things that we do. um, A lot of us that work here, like over half of us that work here are an artist in some sense. Um, So we have a concert series out here at this location um, called Final Friday that happens the last Friday of every month couple local bands will have a local food vendor come out. That's super, super fun. You know, a lot of us that, that work here, we have known each other for years and this kind of now all working together, it's like coming full circle. Um, and, and now we see each other every day. 
So yeah, just giving back to the community that has supported us for all this time, especially like now that we're able to do that, you know, through COVID and stuff. Obviously everything was like, oh, um, and one of my favorite things that Zipline did was called Local Time Live, where you could literally like order a concert to your house to be performed in your driveway. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah. So um just stuff like that, you know, it doesn't always have to be like fundraising or having events. It can be things, just morale, morale things, yeah. you know, things that are fun, things that remind you that like everything's going to be a-okay. Um, Definitely. Oh, that's so good to hear. I love that you guys yeah. do so many different things and you hinted at it. Almost everybody is an artist. What is your art form? What do you do? Um, So I've been playing music forever and ever and ever um, since I was super small and that's the case for for a lot of us uh, we joke all the time about like starting a zipline band it, it might be less of a joke than I'm than I'm painting it to be <laughs> someday um, if I had my way we would start just like a steely d cover band like oh. it would just be yeah <laughs> yeah our brewer makes beats uh check out killer tame I'm gonna plug him really quick he would probably hate that but um that's just how it is <laughs> sorry sorry Brendan that's just how it is Kit Kat asks what instruments and style music do you like playing um so I'm a vocalist tried and true we're a, we're a loud rock band there's a little bit of everything one of the guys that works here plays in kind of this um I don't know how you would describe it futuristic um just weird um and if you and if you if you knew if you Are there knew costumes involved yes, yes oh yes they they actually um they actually all wear these like adidas track suits it's wild it's wild <laughs> yet another um, can you plug that band plug that yeah. band thirst things first thirst things first is that band's name um and our marketing director craig plays in that band um Unmanned is another zipline band. Uh, my boss Kelly plays in that band. Um, I got to give a shout out to Kelly because he's amazing. Um, he's saved in my phone as Kelly the hero. So if that tells you anything, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just we're just a brewery full of band nerds, full of full of artists. <laughs> so when we when we talked to people, Kansas City was the, the city we featured last month. And when we talked to a lot of people that there was such a connection with artists and, and breweries and local breweries. And, you know, a lot of people say that beer is so much art, but I feel like that there has to be more nuance to that connection. And what do you think it is that draws artsy people, musical people to the brewery scene, especially local breweries? I think it's just another creative outlet and I think that, I mean, for me, it's like, I grew up in Lincoln. Zipline was without a doubt, the first craft beer that I ever had growing up here. Everybody has Copper Alt in their fridge, you know? And so like, for me being a beer person here, doing the, you know, I've, I've been working in the service industry for like 10 years now, kitchens, bars, been pouring Zipline for years at all those places um and so like something just draws the creative person to this there's so much room for um collaboration and like creative ideas are bounced back and forth and to be honest I think it's kind of it's kind of a place for like 
the weirdos, right? Like the misfits <laughs> that are totally skilled and like smart enough to be working in offices and running businesses. But like, there's just something about that lifestyle that's like, mm, boring, beer. <laughs> like, um, I know like during COVID was honestly the first time that I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to find something else to do because like bars are closed. That's what I do. And like, ultimately it was just like, yeah, but beer, (laughs) like that's what you truly love. And, you know, being the front of house um, and talking to customers and like even dealing with the customers that you're like, man, you know, it's like, all of it's worth it when I come here every day and see these people that I'm surrounded by. And we are all just like the best team ever. Zero yeah. drama. Z- you know, it's just, it's awesome to be here. I'm super thankful to work here and to know these people and all these creative weirdos who well, make we're, great beer. <laughs> we're excited that you're working there because we get to talk to you. And I think that's, that's one of the things I just love about this podcast is that everybody has that same or similar vibe. And it's just like this laid back community, this camaraderie that we all have. And once you step into the hospitality industry, it's really hard to go out because of that type of community that is built around the creativity around the artist. So I love this community. And so does people in the chat. I'm seeing people right in there too. So much fun. So we read that Zipline earned a zero waste certification through a program that was led by the local government there in Lincoln. Yes. Could you tell us more about uh, that certification and what it means for Zipline to be a zero waste company? Yeah, so the City of Lincoln Solid Waste Management Division certified us as a zero waste facility, meaning that 90% of our waste is recycled. Actually, one of our one of our founders served on the sustainability board on the Brewers Association um, a few years back. Um, another one of our owners um, actually is a lawyer and does water law, uh, like maritime law. No, I'm joking. Like I, I was making. A <laughs> I was like, oh no, I was not prepared for that question. I don't know what that means. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So I mean, probably one of the coolest things that happens here a couple times a week is like. Um, I believe his name is Farmer Dave. Someone that works here will correct me if I'm wrong. He shows up with his truck and he picks up our spent grain and then puts it on his farm. Things like, again, switching to cans, finding any way we can to use the least amount of resources and impact our environment the least amount possible um, are super important to us. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people know the amount of waste that gets produced just brewing a batch of beer in terms of wastewater and the brewing process and the the cleaning process, the waste that goes into packaging. So for a brewery to not only have their focus on making the best beer they can, but also doing so uh, conservatively in the waste sense is uh, is admirable and just shows how much more just shows that much more that that Zipline, you know, really cares about their place in the community. Yeah, 100 percent. Super focused on that. So I have a, I have an off the wall question or not an off the wall off the script question. Okay. Um, we're, we have the copper all we have Dang here. A, a, are either of these your favorite beer that Zipline makes, or do you have another beer that you really love that Zipline makes? Um, my oh man, my favorite beer that Zipline makes 
is the Mosaic IPA, hands down. My favorite beer that Zipline makes that is always available is the regular Hazy IPA. It's just called Hazy IPA. We have another year-round beer called Cloudlifter that's also super good and is a Hazy IPA. But the regular Hazy IPA, it's like, I don't consider a lot of IPAs to be like, like they might be refreshing, sure, but they're not necessarily crushable, right? The Hazy IPA is like super dry, a lot of grapefruit notes to it, chuggable. Um, And it's like an easy... It's an easy five and a half percent. Um, I also drink a ton of, we make a beer called Local Time, which is our low-cal, low-carb American light lager. Super good. Um, they say like doesn't sell out on taste is kind of the, the whole thing behind that beer. That's my that's my video game and beer. That's my couch beer at home for sure. It's four four percent, super easy, and I can still drive my car in GTA while I'm drinking it. So that's the most important part. Um, I would be remiss if I did not mention pickle time. Um, Shout out to Jason here who actually put me in touch with you. He's our sales distribution guy. Uh, Pickle time has taken the world by storm. It is our local time with pickle juice added to it. You would not believe. I don't know if you've ever had a pickle beer. Yeah, I have. I'm a fan. Most certainly. I don't think there's any zipline beer in history that sells out as quickly as pickle time. So be on the lookout for pickle time. It's coming back. It's coming back. Pickle time. I'm like, I'm liking the name. I, I might time. have to try it. My, uh, my guy, he has like a phobia against pickles. So I can guarantee it would ever make it inside my house. Uh, <laughs> but when I'm over there, visiting i'll have to make sure to try it out wait just just pickles in particular and any pickled vegetable or just pickles like uh he won't eat cucumbers either if it's in a salad he'll send the salad back he'll be like nope so no cucumbers no pickles wow yeah very oh if we're we're in a restaurant i've got to like warn the person like he will send back his food he will make you remake (laughs) it if he can taste the pickle juice on the burger he will make you remake that burger (laughs) so uh that's his phobia though Oh, too funny. Okay. But Megan, we, we want to talk to you about this one thing. We, we ask all of our guests this question. What is something that you wished Nebraska was more well known for? So I thought about this a lot. The first thing that comes to mind is that Kool-Aid was invented in Nebraska. No way. There is a Kool-Aid museum in Hastings, Nebraska that you can go visit if you would like to. I'm so disappointed I didn't know about that when I was in Nebraska. Yeah, I've actually never, never been there. Um, I've had plenty of Kool-Aid, but I guess the next time the Kool-Aid man like busts into your living room while you're watching TV, drinking a Zipline beer, you can think about Nebraska. Nebraska. Um, Let's see. Also, um, Malcolm X was born in Omaha. That's cool. Um, And my boss told me yesterday that apparently post-it notes were invented in Nebraska. So the next time that you accomplish everything on your to-do list, you can think about us. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. I've got post-its next to me too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Too funny. Oh, well, I did not know that. And post-its. Yeah. Those are universal. So shout out to Nebraska. Um, but we did, we had a very important question that's pop up in the chat. Has there been a Kool-Aid beer? There has not, but never say never, never say never. Um, I'll, I'll bring it to the table. I'll bring it to the Monday meeting and say, hey, yeah. nothing else matters. Kool-Aid beer. Synergy. Cross 
cross-brand promotion. Yeah, Use we're all actually, words. Uh, we're about to get like a pilot system where we can start doing like super, super fun, like one-off smaller than small batch beers. It's it's kind of, um, I don't, I'm not sure on the timeline, but hopefully like maybe we could do a Kool-Aid beer. Yeah. I'm all for it. Let us know when that comes out. And also let us know, you said the pickle time beer, is that a certain time of year? We've had that pop up in the chat just now too. We've done it, I want to say two or three times now. It's not quite on a schedule yet. Okay. There has been a ton of like R&D on that. Um, we actually recently dedicated like a whole bunch of kegs specifically to pickle time. The first couple of rounds, we were putting them in recyclable kegs because the, the pickle juice actually like stains and like will stick around. So like the line that pickle time is on is permanently a pickle beer line. Um, and so we didn't want to like ruin kegs. So pickle time is so popular that we have dedicated a giant stack of kegs. We actually like made a little stencil and like spray painted like pickle time on the kegs. <laughs> so there's a lot of push for it to be year round. I can't say for sure. Again, Jason, if he had it his way, I'm pretty sure we would just be a pickle time brewery. I don't see that happening, but maybe pickle time all year round. Eventually, we'll see. A spinoff of Zipline. It's Pickle yes. Time Brewery. <laughs> it's Pickle Time. I believe it's supposed to be coming back sometime in April. Um, is the is the soonest that I know. Oh, that's. But right it does. It seriously, folks. It lasts like less than a week. It is absolute insanity. <laughs> I I know of a certain company that does holiday beer boxes that might want to feature a pickle beer next year that we should try to arrange something for that would be very cool i, no. I am disappointed <laughs> i'm pretty sure i saw it on the tap list when i was in omaha and now i'm very disappointed that i didn't try it i think i just you... drank all beer and ipas whenever i was there so yeah oh dang we have to figure out too there's been a lot of push to like put it put pickle time in cans but again the issue being like well it makes everything taste like pickles and our canning line has a lot of tubing in it. So it's like, how do we, I don't know though. We might all be dedicated enough to the cause that we will hand fill cans if we have to. No promises, but. I was literally just about to say, I will come and hand fill cans. All right. No promises. But... I make the, I make the <laughs> schedule. So you just tell me your availability and we will get that. We'll get that worked out. Okay. You're more than welcome. Well, uh, I am going to have to put in a PTO request off uh, tomorrow <laughs> to go package uh, time beer. Uh, but that's wonderful. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Plugs, where can people find Zipline Beer? Where do you want, what else do you want to plug? Do you have any other esoteric Omaha only bands that you want to plug? Um, I think I covered all the, I think I covered all the bands. Look out for um, variety packs. We've been working really hard on those. Um, we have some IPA mix 12 packs. We have kind of our brewery go-to mix packs um, featuring like, you know, the classic copper alt, um, Kolsch, uh, oatmeal porter, which is a very, very good porter that we have year round. Um, as far as where you can find our beer, we are in Nebraska everywhere. Uh, we're in Kansas Eastern South Dakota, Iowa, Nashville, uh, most recently Northwest Arkansas, oh, and wow. KC. Part of our kind of philosophy is that we want to be able to take a day trip to have a beer with our customers. Um, so not getting too far out of our 
out of our home. Um, you know, one of our owners says you got to pound the stake deep. So the tent will stay put. That's kind of our philosophy on, uh, distribution. So yeah, got to make the trip to somewhere in the Midwest or Nashville or Arkansas. Wow. That's a pretty nice distribution footprint though. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. This is our last episode for Omaha. So Laura, closing thoughts on the big O tonight. Closing thoughts. Yeah. You said you're putting your PTO in. I'm putting my PTO in. I got to book a (laughs) book, a trip to Omaha too. (laughs) No, I've had so much fun co-hosting and experiencing these beers and these breweries with all of you guys in the live stream. And I'm just, I just feel so blessed to be a part of it. And so I'm really excited to see what's coming up next. We're not going to tell you, but I know it's exciting. Um, So yeah, just thanks so much for having me co-host, Brian. This has been great. I am looking at my box for next month. I just got it. I could, I could reach a little further over there and show everybody what it's going to be for next month, but we're not going to do that. We're We're not going to do that. Um, thanks to Laura, everybody say thanks to Laura. Laura not only co-hosts this month, but she works with all of our breweries to get beers selected and does so much work behind the scenes to get this podcast up and running and keep me in order and, uh, do so many things to make this podcast happen. So thank you, Laura, from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. Well, thanks again uh, for co-hosting this month. And thanks again, uh, to Megan for joining us tonight on this episode. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Well, that was a fun episode. You can follow Zipline on Instagram at Zipline Brewing. Wait, what are you, what are you doing here, Laura? This, this, this is the outro. I do these a lot. This is my moment of reflection for each episode. Brian, you invited me. No, this is this is a terrible bit. I'm just going to move past it. I'm here in the outro to close out Omaha with Brian. Yeah, we wanted to add this little uh, closing thoughts section at the end of the final episode for each city as kind of a little recap. So, Laura, did you have a favorite beer this month? Oh, boy, did I. And I think you guys might know what my favorite beer was. It was featured in episode 40 from Thunderhead Brewing Company, the peat smoked porter oh i've been thinking about it ever since how about you brian oh well it looks like we're both uh going thunderhead here because i really enjoyed that beer but i think my favorite the whole month was the mctawish scottish ale from thunderhead uh really liked drinking those darker styles those more um kind of off the beaten path dark styles rather than just like a straight porter or a straight stout um the Scotch Ale, the Dunkelweizen, or American Dark Wheat, and the Pete Smoke Porter were all great beers from Thunderhead. I mean, every Definitely. beer was great. Every beer yeah. was great this month. <laughs> I loved all of the beers, and I'm really excited to see what's coming up next month, too. Yeah. And uh, the beers are great. The breweries are great. And I had a lot of fun this month talking to each of our guests. Yes, a huge thank you to every one of our guests. Chad Brodsky from the CBT Group. Mitchell Elmblad from Brickway, Brian Jeffries from Thunderhead, Bill Barbeck from Infusion, and Megan Munyon from Zipline. Yes, all great guests. And uh, thank you, Laura, for co-hosting. This was a lot of fun this month. Um, We'll be back next week 
with our first episode from our next featured city. I think I'm just going to reveal it here. It's Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, we'll have a new co-host and a great guest for next week's episode and some awesome beers to kick off our journey to the Hartford of the Midwest. We'll also explain why that's one of the nicknames. But until then, uh, stay safe, be kind, and support local breweries.